Good morning, good morning. On today's show, I've got special guest, Matt Schaup. Matt will be diving into his hidden edge of finding the good and positive in everything. Matt is a Jesus follower, husband, father, and award-winning serial entrepreneur, author, keynote speaker, Spain aficionado, aspiring paella chief, Brazilian jiu-jitsu back belt, and Spanish coffee addict. Matt's entrepreneurial journey began at the age of 10 when he started a lawn mowing business to earn $200 for a boombox. It was then that Matt discovered his passion and love for business. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Matt Schaup on the show. Matt, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited for this uh, excited for this discussion. So let's get right into it. Your hidden edge. I think it's so relevant. What is it? And then give some backstory to it. Find the great, the powerful, the positive in everything. Yeah, I, that, that's... That's what I just, I, I live, I live my life by that. I'm a living example of that in many different capacities. Okay. So I love that. I mean, I, I, I tell my two sons, 14 and 12, you have a choice every day to be positive or negative, yep. but the choice is yours. How was this cultivated, developed? Were you born with it? Was it through trials and tribulations, right? Share, share some backstory on it. Yeah, the answer is yes to everything. Uh, I'm in I'm in the business space, so I'm a business author, speaker, serial entrepreneur. Uh, but I'm also in a space where I get to share my story a lot to impact men, a lot of men that are Jesus followers. So being being in that space, I can share that. Um, you know, I think we're born. There's the nature nurture debate, right? Mm-hmm. You're born as this slate, this blank slate, as as God created you, but you are born into an environment, and you're raised by people that also went through the same experience, and everybody has experiences that are very emotionally intense and memorable. Some you remember, some some you don't, some you kind of tuck away, but it creates a belief system, a belief pattern, a framework and a, a model of the world. So I uh, use the example of if five people see a car accident, there's five different stories about that car accident. Um, growing up in, in a home, different siblings are gonna have different experiences and different, um, different perspectives of those things. So what I always say is looking back, getting really clear on what that experience is, what you gained from it, what you believe about it, that be, that becomes a belief system. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm drinking bubbly water. I'm addicted to Spanish coffee and generic orange bubbly water. It's an eight ounce can, right? Or a 12 ounce can. There's six ounces of water in it. It's either half full or half empty. That is what it is. The experience is what the experience is, but how do you frame it and what do you do with it? Okay, so growing up, did you find yourself always navigating towards the good and positive or was it no. from parents or how, how was that, no. how was that no. sort of skill developed? Because I would say a large, I mean, we're wired towards negativity, right? I mean, that's why the news is negative. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. So, so tell, tell yeah. a little bit about how you developed, take hey, seeing the good and positive, great and everything. 
It, that that's a harder muscle to build than defaulting to the negative. And I think that we, I know that we live in a society where negative news sells and you walk around and 80, 90% of the population, men, especially they're sitting around and they're just down and out. They don't think that they can do anything about it. They don't want to share anything about it because that's seen as weak. You can't be vulnerable. You're weak. So example, I'm eight, nine, 10 years old in New Jersey. Remembering back to these days, I lived in Northern New Jersey till I was 10 and I got my ass whooped on the playground every day by the same girl. She'd come up, slap me in the face, spit on me and bully me. And I was an easy target, mm-hmm. but you know, little skinny buck teeth kid. And I just got, I got uh, beat up and abused. So I'm always looking over my shoulder, right? So I'm learning about the world. You got to look over your shoulder because somebody's out to get you. Now that experience is what that experience is. The girl walks up, slaps me in the face, had no tools to defend myself or create boundaries or anything like that. But I decided about the world that it's not a place that can be trusted. You can't trust people. So just that one example, Okay. and I'm an easy target. So what I do is I don't fight. I definitely, uh, there's fight or flight or freeze. And I would just kind of freeze that turn to flight. And then I'm looking over the shoulder. What I can say now is, 30 years later, I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I teach kids, I teach law enforcement uh, how to protect themselves, right? When, when somebody's attacking them and I say to these kids like, hey, you're not going to go through what I went through. I'm going to give you these tools. Mm-hmm. But for a really long time, I was a victim of that abuse and I ran a betrayal program. So I said, everybody's out to get you. Everybody's out to hurt you. And you can trust people. You can put it on, but you can only trust them so much. But they're going to, you know, they're going to spit on you and slap you in the face at some point. Right. And until I shifted that experience of now what I look at is, hey, because nobody was there for me, I'm going to be there for somebody. Same experience, same person reframed that story. And now I stand here today able to equip kids with the tools and law enforcement with the tools to protect themselves. And doesn't mean that, you know, I still look around, I observe my environment, but I'm not overridden, ridden by the negative pain and the hurt. That still sucks what happened but I'm doing something different with it. And you have to be intentional about the action you're going to take to feed your mind and retell yourself that story and what you're going to do with it. Okay. I, I appreciate you sharing that, uh, sharing that story of, you know, getting bullied back then. How did you get past it? What, what was that process? I'm sure it was years and years of, of, you know, deep work, but was there also a trigger? Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned jujitsu. Was it, you know, something yeah. that, that was a trigger to kind of start to build that confidence and see it differently? Yeah. So I think everybody of uh, jujitsu was a huge tool that definitely saved my life. And I think growing up as a young boy, growing into a young man, you just learn how you fit in the world. And part of that, right. With, with being a guy is there's going to be some point where there's, where there's physical confrontation and how do you deal with that? And my initial dealing with it was I would freeze and then I would run. Mm -hmm. And then that grew into, okay, I need to create some kind of tools, some kind of method framework manner to deal with this. So high school, I started lifting weights and getting really big. So when somebody would confront me with any kind of confrontation, right. And I always remember the spit in the face slap, that was a physical thing, but that became an overarching program or thought process of anytime there was confrontation where somebody came to me, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand here and not do anything anymore. I'm not going to run away. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to get really big and I'm going to posture because I observed that in my environment. So if you came and you stepped to me, I was going to peacock up the chest. I had nothing behind it. Yeah. And I realized this when I walked into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu academy in 2007, you know, 220 pounds of just posturing peacock. 
And this 13 year old kid just kicked the crap out of me. And it, and it totally shifted my perspective of confrontation and combat. So that experience was a interruption to the program that I was running. I experienced that in such a real way, like getting choked out by a kid, half your age, half your size, repeatedly getting tapped out, submitted, right. Giving up and crying uncle mm-hmm. said, huh, there's, there's a different way to approach things. And then jujitsu taught me, taught me that journey of, of how you stand there. You don't look for trouble, but you stand there when there's confrontation and there's a certain manner in, in which you deal with that. Okay. So weightlifting kind of gave you a little bit of a gl- <laughs> glimpse of like, you can work on your body, get physically bigger, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Y- you didn't feel yeah. as threatened, right? You, you puff yeah. up peacock style, then getting choked out by a 13 year old. What was there anything else in that journey where you said, man, that experience was actually good for me. A positive, like I'm, I'm interested to hear where that muscle, that mindset muscle was, mm-hmm. was really developed. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, so share a little bit there. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't say there was just this one, I mean, jujitsu was this one tur- turning point in terms of how I deal with confrontation, but in right. uh, about 2012, I was seven years into business was working one-on-one with a personal development coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, from this childhood, I, I carried betrayal programs. I was really angry at everything. So I ran my business really angry and yeah. everything I did was very aggressive and, and uh, it was all about me and proving myself, right. I had to go prove myself that that I was worthy and you weren't going to mess with me or whatever that was. And he called me out in a pretty big way. So I'm, I'm taking this journey of coaching and understanding programs and behaviors and setting goals, how to make yourself better. But I got a really big call out when I, I realized, you know, we just peeled back a layer and he, he under, he explained to me understanding programs and patterns from searching into your story. Mm-hmm. And we just started digging into the layers of it. And I found that I was super angry. I ran these programs and I was, that was sabotaging me, right? Whatever the program was, it wasn't serving me. It built me a business and you can only go so far with that, but it was, it was burning a lot of bridges and relationships. And I couldn't figure out Jeff, why everybody didn't want to work for me and why everybody couldn't work as hard as me and why they left. And he said, man, you're the, you're the problem, not them. Mm, Wow. You know, you're angry and you think everybody's out out to get you. You need to go back to five-year-old, six-year-old little Matt and give him a hug and tell him you love him and figure out, figure out the shit you're dealing with and then decide which way you're going to go. If you want to keep carrying this luggage, this big, heavy suitcase with you or not, or, or change, change what it is. Okay. So obviously you took that approach of changing what it is, right. And Mm -hmm. how was that unwinding that belief, that narrative of, of anger kind of, you know, aggressive style to hold on a second. Let me pause let me see the good, the positive and everything. How was that shift? I'm sure it was a little messy at times, right? Anytime we're unwinding anything. Yeah. How, how was that journey? You know, what I, what I start with is that when you, when you recognize it, you know, it's then something that's there that, that you can deal with. So, I mean, I was really blind to it. And then when it was exposed, he said, hey, I want you to remember, you know, next time somebody comes to you and says something because they're giving you feedback or they need clarification, they're not attacking you. So you don't need to respond this way. So what I want, so he said, you know, what I want you to do tomorrow is recognize this situation. So just recognizing when it pops up, taking accountability to say, I'm going to make this better. And at first you're going to do it 99 times wrong, one time, right. 
And then you work a little harder. Then it's going to be 97 times wrong, three times right. And you just let people know I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm working at this and I'm going to do it every day. So there was that initial 180 and in realization. But then when it comes time to put in the hard work, you're wired like you're wired. It's a, a path on a trail that's been walked so many times. You're literally laying down a new path. So right. you're going to get pulled back to that. And it's just a daily it's a daily work. And I would say, you know, we're 11, 12 years later. And just this weekend, I, I flipped my, flipped my shit about something, you know, okay. and, but it, that was the one time out of a hundred mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And you're never going to be perfect. But what we forget is we don't look at the own, our own journey and how far we've come. We'll get really hard on ourselves about the time that, that you kind of get pulled back into that, that same pattern, but, but just making it clear and bringing it to the present, you can't deal with it if it's in the dark or it's not observable. No, I, I love that point of of making it clear and, and present. And so many, if you're if you're not facing it, it's always going to yeah. be there. And and you've got to have that courage yeah. to say, you know what, I, I want to get better. This is an opportunity to get better. I need to fix it. And I love how you said, hey, you're never going to be perfect because I I think inherently we're so hard on ourselves, we beat ourselves up over and over again. Where if we just gave ourselves a little bit of grace, hey, you're not a you're not the first perfect, perfect human yeah. being there. There never will yeah. be. So just get back on that horse and you're going to have, mm -hmm. like you said, 99 more opportunities where you do it the right way. It just pops up where there's one every so often. And, and, and the people that you state that clearly to that are in your life, Hey, here's the issue I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm working on. I recognize when this happens, can you please hold me accountable to when I, you know, when I, when I go back into that space, I don't want to be in. Uh, and then also, would you please praise me when you see that I'm, cause it's easy to get called, you know, Hey, you, you went back there. Well, did you see the 10 times I made some progress here? Like, give me, give me a little credit and having good people in your life to recognize that for you is a, is a big thing. Um, and then the, the, they see that progression in that, in that journey. Cause you don't, you don't get a chance to see the small progressions you take every single day. But man, I look back just a couple of years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, totally, totally different person. And we live in a society too, Jeff, where, we paint a picture of perfection, right? Everywhere you go, everything is airbrushed and Photoshopped and Instagram this and social yep. media that we truly deeply connect as humans when somebody's willing to be vulnerable and share what those imperfections are. Uh, and then the other person kind of breathes a sigh of relief. They go, Oh, you're human too. You've got this going on too. Oh, I struggle and I deal with this too. And it just takes relationships and life and business, marriage, whatever to totally different levels. Yeah, I would agree. And I think Men specifically, we need to have those yeah. deeper conversations because we don't unfortunately have those enough. I heard something the other day that was like only 50% of men have somebody they trust to confide yeah. in and share their insecurities, their challenges, the things that they're they're going through. And that that narrative definitely definitely needs to change because I could probably throw a baseball out my window and <laughs> hit three yeah. houses where guys are dealing with yeah. something that they're struggling with. So that that's yeah. so important. And I love how you framed up sharing where you're at in your journey with somebody else. If you're mm -hmm. clear and you come forward with, Hey, here's what I'm working on. I'm not perfect. Never will yeah. be, but I'm, I'm in this journey. Just support me or keep me accountable. That's, that's incredibly powerful. Uh, and, and forthcoming is, is, is very, it's a very rare trait to be actually say, Hey, Here's, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm going. And I love the other pieces. We totally discount how far we've gone, gone or come in the last three, five, 10 years. 
And if we can get in the practice of going back and saying, hey, just, just looking. And I mean, I, I had it happen a week and a half ago with, with a coach I work with. And it was only a week and a half. And he's like, what the heck has changed? Like, you're just yeah. a different animal. And it can happen overnight. But we don't see it when we're, when we're doing it ourselves, for sure. Well, you talk you talk about the, uh, the the windshield versus the the rear view, you know, and yep. it's like you're you're sitting right here in the car and you're moving forward, and there's all this windshield in front of you, and there's you know the adage or the saying is look where you're going, don't worry about your past. It's like yes, uh, understandably, but this is a culture where we're so focused on you've got to drive forward and hustle and grind and results, and you drive the football down the field and any step back, don't look back, no look back because you can see where you've where you've come from. And it's okay if things slow down a little bit or you don't, you're, we're just, we're, we're so, at least for me, I feel like the, the society paints this picture. If you don't achieve this next step or cross this line, then you're not, then you're not good enough. It's like, but I made it down the field. Right. I didn't get sacked over here. I didn't get tackled over here. I finally made it around this one play where I was always getting hung up mm -hmm. and, I, and I finally figured out a way to deal with that. And you have to, and you have to celebrate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. And, when you're beating yourself up, that's great practice to get into, I would think, right? Is go back. Hey, yeah. where was I five years ago? Wait a second. Mm -hmm. I really beat myself up over this because five years ago, this would have been a catastrophic issue. Now it's yeah. just a little yeah. speed bump I'm going over, right? And, yeah. and that's a way to, to give yourself more grace as well as understand the journey that, that you've been on. So Matt, share a little bit about, obviously you said serial entrepreneur, share a little bit about the businesses, what you do now. Yeah. So back in 2005, I started a painting company. I got fired from a job that I hated at a bank. I had some experience in college painting and we launched uh, M&D painting with my last hundred dollars. And we grew that into a multimillion dollar company and that led into other businesses and, and companies that I own. So we have a, a co-owner of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu academy. We have a drywall repair tool called the Pirate Patch. It's a texture repair tool. We sell it on Amazon. And then I do some real estate brokering and uh, investing. The big business though that I'm really focusing on right now, it's the, the mattshop.com, uh, writing books, doing leadership adventures to Spain, and just speaking and sharing my message to inspire business leaders to make their life and their leadership better. Like you really, you really can build and grow the business and life of your dreams if you're intentional about it. And I see so many entrepreneurs, they're just entrepreneurs and it's just, it's, it's on accident. They're just letting things happen and they, they aren't living up to their full potential and it's affecting their life in, in some way. So I just get to share my story, have like I said, so, soda water and Spanish coffee all day and, and share a little bit of perspective and, and pour into people with that. So my big focus is the matchshop.com for, for the next decade right now. Gotcha. And uh, painted baby, what's that about? So, so painted baby, it's actually the subtitle is connect with clients through brave and vulnerable storytelling. Okay. And it is the premise that I shared that uh, in business, we think we connect with people by putting our best foot forward, showing the A plus shiny marketing brochure, we paint a picture of perfection. And I had an experience back in 2011, getting ready to sell my biggest contract ever, it would have been a transformational dollar amount and figure for the company. Okay. So I was a real hardcore closer, still very aggressive with, with everything I was doing. How am I going to close this guy? And nothing was working. He goes, Matt, I want to know about a time that you screwed up and what you did about it. And I had never been asked to let my guard down, show a one-star review. We're amazing. We're awesome. And I said, Hey, we painted a baby on a job site. Once we had a paint sprayer explode, it, it almost, it could have killed the baby. 
we had a huge mess to clean up. And uh, he said, well, what did you do about it? How did you shine when something was on the line? And I explained it to him. And I thought I just killed any chance. I, I, I got vulnerable. I shared a mistake. Like, there's no way he's going to even talk to me. I just wrecked my credibility. He's right. not going to believe any of the good stuff anymore. Those are the fears we have, right? As men, yep. we're not going to be, we're going to be knocked off this pedestal that we just so fakely built up in a way. And he shook my hand across the table, signed the contract. He said, you're the kind of guy I want to do business with. So I leave that engagement thinking, hold on a minute. This isn't what we're taught. This isn't what we learn. Right. But could it be that you actually earn business and your business grows because people trust you because you just shared who you really were mm. imperfections and all. Right. And uh, so, so I went on this experiment basically where we started sharing the story and tracking everything. It raised our close rate between 10 and 15%. Okay. Made relationships easier. And I realized in that experience, there's a power in storytelling and telling a really good captivating story that really hooks somebody and brings them into walking through an experience with you where what you say you stand for was really tested and put on the line. And it's actually going to show them at least in business that, you know, Hey, this guy says he stands for honesty and that he'll do the right thing when there's a painted baby and a $5,000 mess to clean up. Will he really come through? Right. And you can't do that when everything goes well. So the book is a collection of stories of crazy stories from, from business owners and leaders that have really screwed things up. And it creates a framework of how to capture craft and communicate a story how and when and where and why you would implement it in a sales process, but it really bridges the gap between business being life and life being business. We're just people serving people and we're not perfect. So let's quit trying to pretend we are and just be real. No, I love that. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that story. It framed it up well. And, and I, I definitely got to definitely got to get a copy of the book. So where can, uh, where can people find you, Matt, if they want to look you up? Yeah, mattshop.com. And I've actually got something cool for all the podcast listeners is if you just go there and click on the free tools, I've built this uh, downloadable database of all of some of the top best leadership business building tools that I've got. I've got a couple free chapters of each book, workbooks, leadership language surveys, and you kind of just start there and then you can find everything else that I do from the, the books to the wild trips to Spain to work on your leadership and escape and, and everything in between. Awesome. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Create a legendary day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help together. We can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.